Welcome, and thank you for being here with me for the Midlife Confidence Podcast. I'm Vana, and rest assured that this messy, unsettling midlife transition you're going through is designed to lead you to create a purposeful life doing things that you love, because a beautiful life starts with a beautiful mind. For those of you who have grown-up children, or even growing up children of any age, what would you be willing to do to help them live their best, most rewarding life? I know most of us would sacrifice immense amounts of time, energy, and resources if we knew how to do that. Well, even better, what if it wasn't even that hard? My guest today, Lamont Wilcox, and his daughter, Mikkel Wilcox, raised the possibility that releasing ourselves from the patterns we picked up when we were young can allow our children, even our adult children, to live free from the limiting patterns we pass down. So join us for part one of two episodes of this promising conversation about unraveling generational patterns and healing ourselves and our families in the process. So I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Lamont Wilcox and his daughter, Mikkel Wilcox. And the cool thing is I met Lamont three years ago. He was actually the first, I'll call him coach that I worked with. I don't think you call yourself a coach, but he kind of got me interested in all this inner world and mind work and how we create our experiences in life with what we're thinking. So... Lamont, yeah. why don't you tell us a Thank little bit you. about you? Yeah, yeah. And it's so fun to have someone that I worked with, you know, three years ago and then see him today doing all this other mind work and helping mm-hmm. other people and serving other people at a high level. So And so amazing, <laughs> even just after one session that Vana just took off with everything that she learned and started doing everything that she does now is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. So those of you who are parents or coaches, you know. <laughs> Even when you're doing those little things, even in the beginning, when you're first starting, you never know where that's going to go in the long run. And I have a lot of stories now <laughs> <laughs> from those first few people that I met with in the first years that I was doing it. And some really actually pretty miraculous stories of people who are doing amazing things with their lives right now and keep in touch with me and keep sharing things. And it's super fun. <laughs> So tell me, what do you call yourself now? Like the work that you do, or do you have a title? Yeah. I'm sure it's evolved a little. Yeah, yeah. So we call ourselves facilitators because our goal is to help someone else discover within themselves how they function mentally and how their patterns work so that they can interrupt those patterns and change them themselves. And we're not really there to kind of have them come back to us over and over and over, but just facilitate them onto their journey to where they then become the ones who are able to do the process on their own so that they become independent from us is the goal. Yeah. And as I got into this, I started to learn these neuroscientific side of things that would help people make that shift and that change quicker. It would more solidify how they would understand something new and how to get it to go deeper. And I was lucky enough, and where I met you was at an office, a clinic that helped people with functional neurology. And then I was able for two years to just have people I was working with every day and was able to really help 
a significant number of people with some pretty severe mental illnesses. And one that was common was uh, suicidal ideations and even some that had suicide attempts. And after one pretty significant long session, they would never have that thought again. It would never make sense to them again. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty amazing to still hear from these people and about their lives and what they're doing and have them give me feedback and say thank you. <laughs> so I want to also introduce Mikkel. Mikkel is mm -hmm. Lamont's daughter, and this is really cool because now they are working together. Mikkel, do you mind if I ask how old you are? 23. <laughs> yeah, isn't that so neat that you're learning this so young and it's going to affect your whole life? Yeah, it's been pretty incredible just seeing how my life has already changed so much at the age that I am now. But seeing how many more years I have to live knowing all of this and having all of this information, I just feel really lucky, honestly, <laughs> to be able to go through life and have all those experiences with this knowledge and how much it's already changed. I know for sure that it's it's going to have an impact, a huge impact. And I want to add the emphasis of how rewarding it is as a parent to discover all the things I did that were so detrimental to my children <laughs> and then be able to reteach them and say, even in their older years, to reteach them and say, I, I didn't know a lot of things that I know now. <laughs> and I understand more about my brain and how it works and what's going on. And, and I can see now what I did. And so I can work on that and fix it and change it and help them see it. And she can tell you more about her experience <laughs> <laughs> if she wants. <laughs> yeah, it's been so amazing even seeing the difference in, in him and being able to see that I can have that change as well. That even when my kids are older, that I'll still be able to have an influence with them because he had an influence on me. And that all of his kind of, we like to use the language of programming, of parenting, mm -hmm. <laughs> that you can always change it. We're still very pliable even in our older years. <laughs> and, and the change that he's been able to make gives me hope that, that I'll be able to, to help anyone at any age as well. Yeah. And so to answer your question, <laughs> we call ourselves Neuro-Auto-Associative Programming Facilitator. So it's NAAP is the model that I created over that time of being in that office and in the research I was doing came to this model that I walk people through to help reprogram really their way of thinking, the programming that's still left in them from when they were children, even when they're adults at every age. I have two clients right now that are in their 70s and mm -hmm. they both are just absolutely loving it. And they're seeing changes in their children that they only talk to and see every once in a while. Can yeah, I just say, I love that people in their 70s are still seeking change. I think we do have this divinely created drive to keep growing throughout <laughs> our life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's been so cool to see how much of an influence they still have on their children and how much their children are already changing within the two months that we've been working with them and how amazing that has been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are going to talk specifically today about parenting grown-up children and how we still can have an impact and still improve our relationships with them, even when they're all grown up. Yeah. There's still so much we can do. Yeah, and I would go beyond that and say even more than just improving their relationships with you, but also improving their relationships with everyone. You can actually help them 
to change their relationships they have with their spouse and their children. And more than just relationships, you can help them find more joy and happiness and peace in life because it's a neurological thing that happens. I always like to use science and the neuroscience behind it all to help us understand what's going on. So when we're children, we're taking on the patterns of our parents. Even clear back when we're in the womb, we are taking on these these, uh, patterns. Our neurons in our brain are receiving information that creates patterns. And so we, we kind of replicate those patterns. It's kind of like in our early years, we're just soaking everything in like a sponge and just kind of taking everything in. And that's what creates our foundational way of thinking and viewing the world and perceiving things. Yeah. Our, our human brain is quite different than most animals because it has a lot of adapting to do. So we're babies for a lot longer than most other animals because we're adapting. We're preparing our brain to make it so we can survive in the environment that we are going to be in because we are not environmentally adapt. A baby comes to the world from other animals and they're ready to go. They, mm-hmm. they can almost take care of themselves in some ways and in a lot of ways. They get out and they can walk, you know, but we are babies outside of this world for a longer time because our brain is soaking in patterns that make us match up with the world we're going to grow up in that's different for everyone. And so mm-hmm. we have a lot of what they call neuroplasticity going on. And so we're very pliable and we soak in a lot. We soak in the patterns of our parents. And you can even say our ancestors because our parents are passing them down. And so we take on those patterns. So as we as adult parents start to figure out and learn within ourselves what patterns we're stuck in, the things that are creating havoc in our lives or making it so we don't have peace or we have anxiety or we have all those things or we worry or we do all those things. Sometimes the child has a version of that that's more amplified. So they might be suffering a lot more than we are with that pattern. However, the parent is in the best position to help them discover and change that pattern because it is a version of their pattern. They're reliant on the source of that pattern, which is the parent. And so if the parent goes out and finds and makes those shifts themselves, which is what we help people with, then the child just by nature will tend to follow suit and they'll tend to break their patterns. And I tell parents, this model that we teach helps you get down to the point where you can put together a certain bunch of information that you create into a sentence. And sometimes it's one sentence. One sentence that frees that child from that debilitating pattern and coming from you, it only can come from you because you're the basis of their foundational thinking that was created as a child and they're still stuck in it. We get stuck in these all the way until our last days, we're still stuck in old childhood patterns. Mm -hmm. And so the best person that's in the best place is the parent. And one key concept here is to remember that the way of thinking and those foundational maps that you have been given or that your environment or that your parents or whatever those those patterns that you were soaking in gave you, you didn't have control over that. You didn't choose to think the way that you think about those things. And so a lot of the times parents can feel a lot of guilt or mm-hmm. can perceive that they did things to their children or that they, you know, had that influence on them. But it, it is never the parents' fault, really, because it was just based on a bunch of maps that they were soaking in at that age that they didn't have any control over when they didn't have agency. Yeah, right? a lot of these parents, it's it's very innocent. 
It's saying things to your children like, be good. Or, you know, when you do this, it makes me happy. Or when you do this, it makes me sad. You know, those are innocent little things to say. They seem like they're helpful to the child. However, depending on the child and depending on other things that we teach so that you understand it better, it could be taken in and start to develop into a map that might even later turn into, you know, mental illness. It, it could be, you know, anxiety and and different things. And, and that's why we're really focusing on parents now, because those two years I spent working with people, I, I could see how those maps had been amplified from little maps that they got when they were children from their parents. Let's just take a second and define what a map is. How would you define a map for people who haven't heard that oh, yeah, explanation before? <laughs> <laughs> so neurologically, we call it a map because it looks like a map that you would see, you know, on your Google Maps, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a bunch of neurons connected, like roads connected. In the brain, that's what it looks like. To us, it's a belief or it's a thought or it's more clearly defined as reasoning, so every time we take an action, it's because of the reasoning that backs up that action. And so that's what we kind of refer to as maps of thinking or the, the way that we think, the way we perceive this world and how we translate it mm -hmm. is all a bunch of maps in our mm -hmm. brain that create that translation. And we do a lot of comparing because we have our, our childhood self and our past experiences, and those are what built up how we see this world. But it's actually not accurate. It's not super accurate. It's just our version. As a matter of fact, recently they've discovered that in females, in the human family, there's 10% of women have extra rods and cones in their eyes, and they actually see more color than everyone else. They actually cool. see it. Yeah, they see more color. They see more details in the color. But there's no way to translate that. We all look at green and we say, oh, that's green. And we teach each other, that's green, that's green. But they found out recently we're not actually seeing the same color. Mm. It has some similarities, but it's not the identical color. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting how we think that our senses represent reality when our senses are actually not representing reality. They're, they're designed to help us, you know, propagate the species, stay alive, eat and not be eaten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just want to emphasize that when we talk about the parent and child dynamic here that you're explaining... This is true even when your kids grow up. And I keep wondering why we don't have a better term for grown-up kids or grown-up <laughs> children. We need a better term, but this is all we've got right now. Because I asked you the other day, my children, my grown-up children don't even live in the same state. So I don't spend a lot of time personally with them. And, you know, it's phone calls or FaceTime here and there. And yet you were saying, even then, I can still have an influence on my children. Yes, absolutely. In a bigger way than you can even imagine. Mm -hmm. When you can start understanding these concepts of how your maps work and how they play out. And the, even we even teach the chemicals behind our behavior, right? So that you understand that you're doing this behavior because there's a need for a chemical. There's a deficit need for a chemical. And therefore, your behavior is being driven by that need for that chemical. So if you want to change a pattern or habit, you don't go ingest more of that chemical or anything. You change your thought process or your beliefs or your patterns around that. And so some of the suffering that your children are going through, unbeknownst to them, is linked to the patterns in the parents' thinking. So they don't realize that you are the, you are the thing that can release them from that. 
And the way that you release them from it is you first become released yourself. And not only are you the person that can help them through that, but we believe that you are the absolute most effective person that can help them through that because you're the one who gave that to them in a sense. And, and I'll give you a quick example of, of a client of mine who I think she's in her mid-60s, mid to late 60s, and she had a lot of mental health issues herself. And so a lot of those were passed on to her children. So I'm going to give you some more extreme examples to emphasize that at a less extreme, it's it's very doable. It's very uh, exciting to share that it is very, very doable. And she had a daughter who had really gone the opposite of all the morals that she had taught her. and um, Which is interesting because how often do we see that in other people, right? We see these parents that we feel like are amazing people and they do such a good job. And then they have children that are completely on the other spectrum side of things. And you think, how is that possible? Why is that? Yeah. And she was she was very religious and she had taught these certain morals to her daughter and her daughter had gone on to become a professional escort and a stripper. So really extreme, you know, opposing views. And because of her response to that and her maps of thinking and how she felt like that was so horrible and so bad, their relationship had just pretty much severed. There wasn't much left in their relationship. She wouldn't talk to her. They, they barely had any communication. And of course, her daughter was going through all these other difficulties in life, addictions and relationship problems and all these things. But but because she was caught up in this doubt in herself and how she could help her daughter or how she raised her daughter, she wasn't helping at all. And so she, after going through our program and learning our stuff, she started to open up her relationship with her daughter because she stopped being so disappointed in herself, for one. So step one, get over it yourself. Figure out yourself these methods, these ways to get that out of your thinking. And then believe in yourself. Believe that you have something that you do. Because she always had something she could have helped her daughter with, but her daughter would never listen to her. So step one, you got to get in a place where you stop doing the thing that's pushing them away. So she stopped judging. And stopping your judgment, by the way, was the number one thing that opened (laughs) everything up. She got in a conversation with her and she just let her know, I was screwed up as a parent. I messed up. My judging you and all these things, that was me stuck in my unhealthy behaviors. I love and care about you, and I would love to be a part of your life. And she barely said a few things, and her daughter just broke down on the phone, crying and saying, that is all I need to hear. And she just opened up, and she shared everything. She shared her whole life, everything she was going through, and the things that she was experiencing, and and her relationships, and all these things. And they started talking all the time. And her daughter recently has gone through some real difficult things. She had a baby that had some health problems and they went through all these really rough things. And her mom was there the whole time with her, influencing her. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it touches my heart because I got to be a part of that and, and to help people feel empowered that they can do something. And, and she can track it back to one sentence she said on the phone. Mm-hmm. And it's about learning what is that one sentence. That helps you and then helps the next person. It's one concept. It's one map. It's one idea that touches you just in such a way that lets you release and let go of some debilitating 
patterns and thinking. And because all of the maps that the parent has are kind of intertwined with the maps that the child has, when she started to change, her children all of a sudden started to change as well, even when she wasn't consciously trying to coach or to help them through things or to show them on that level, but they were already just soaking in those new patterns and the new ways of thinking that she was presenting, even though she wasn't doing it on a conscious level. And, and I'll clarify that she it's not like she was coaching her. Mm-hmm. It's like she was just sharing her new self with her. And, and so that becomes much more accepting to a child that's been that feels damaged. Right, that coaching comes across as like, yeah, if you're I trying know to coach, what you need to do and yes. just do what I tell you, it'll all be and, good. And that's been, <laughs> yes. oh, that's been most of our parenting problems all along, yeah. is trying to coach our children, trying to teach them. This yeah. is a really different approach. Mm-hmm. It's coaching through strong examples. If you want for your children to have peace in life, and you're not finding peace yourself, you're going to have a really hard time. <laughs> we have that quote up there that you shared. Yeah. <laughs> I heard this on a podcast just in the last week, and it was so relevant to what we're talking about today. And it, it is that we can only parent to the level of our awareness and our healing. And as soon as I heard them say that, it just struck me like, that is so true for myself looking back. I have to not regret how I parented because I did the best I could as to my awareness at the time and the healing, because of course I inherited, like you call maps from my parents too, that I then passed on, so did my husband. And I think that within that thought is also the power that like, as we heal and as we become more aware, then our parenting can really level up. Yes, yes. And this is the great thing, when it levels up, you don't need to spend all day with them. The, the, the level at which you can attain this ability to influence your children's patterns as you learn to influence yours is extremely efficient. It doesn't need, you know, sitting down with them around the table every night and talk and having experiences. It's, That's good news. <laughs> <laughs> it can be just little responses to when they call you up about some activity they're going to do or even a text message yeah even a text message we have a little thing where we teach people every morning to get up and send one text message (laughs) that builds their identity that right there is so hopeful and i think we'll close this episode with that thought and why don't you share what you think the biggest takeaway from what we've talked already about is and then We're going to share a little bit more on another episode about what does it look like to actually do this and figure out what that sentence is or that little change that you need to make as a parent. Yeah, sounds good. I think the biggest takeaway is that you lived your life. You taught what you knew. You passed on what you had. You didn't have anything else. You can't pass on something you don't know. Mm -hmm. If you want to pass on something different, then learn something different. Mm-hmm. Go do something different. Change yourself. Make change. And change is very possible and attainable. And it can happen very quickly. And in that moment, you really did do your best and really did try to do what you could. Mm-hmm. So looking back on those past experiences and and really truly believing that you did your best and you did what you could. And now you have new information, but you didn't have that information in the past. And so it's not a helpful strategy to look back and beat yourself up about those things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which implies it's about getting more information. So 
kudos to everybody who's listening to this podcast because you're obviously out there trying to gather more information. Mm-hmm. So good for you. That is what mm-hmm. it takes. You just keep going and keep doing it. <laughs> so why don't you tell people how they can find you? Oh, yeah. So we have a free weekly Zoom parenting class that we do every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. And then we have a replay at 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. And you can go to our website to sign up for that. And it's fulfilllifeyourself.com. You got to remember the L's, fulfill life. There's three in a row there. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. And if you just search fulfill life yourself on Facebook, YouTube, podcasts, you'll be able to find more information that way. Yeah, as well. we do have most of it on YouTube. So that's a good resource okay. to listen to more. We'll link to those in the show notes so people can find that. And look forward to our next conversation where we go a little deeper about this. Yes, and we we welcome Mm -hmm. anyone into our fold of facilitators and the group that we get with. They're wonderful people. It's amazing. Most loving people that are trying so hard and love to welcome anyone in. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Thank you. (laughs) Remember to join us next time to hear a specific practice that you can follow to heal your children's maps. And please share this episode with a friend who might enjoy this. We want to offer help to anyone seeking it. Remember, I do one-on-one coaching with women in midlife who feel unsettled and want to make this stage of life truly rewarding. And I do love to talk about building relationships with our adult children. It's a whole new territory of parenting, isn't it? So you can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Vana Davis, and you can learn more on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com. Take care until next time. <laughs>